0: Hello, Flamethrower Shireen here. Eid Mubarak, while well, the month of Ramadan is over, and I'm so excited to have an amazing guest with us today, Jamad Finn. Jamad, marhaba. <laughs>
1: marhaba, how are you guys?
0: Good. For those of you that don't know, uh, Jamad Finn is a former college basketball player at Emmanuel College in Boston, Massachusetts. She's now pursuing a master's in business admin, a proud Muslim and first-generation American with her parents from Somalia. Jamad is just getting started and using her social media platforms. She selflessly organizes tournaments to encourage young girls to continue the sports they love no matter what the circumstances that stand in their way. She's the founder of Jamad Basketball Camps, a nonprofit organization helping to empower all girls through basketball and teaching them how to be better people on and off the court. You will know her and you have seen her breaking ankles in an abaya all over Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, everywhere. Jamad, we're so happy to have you on Burn It All Down. Uh,
1: thank you so much, Shireen. I'm excited to be on.
0: So I want you to tell me, first of all, the moment you fell in love with basketball, I know your brothers played, I know you were on the courts all the time, and you were very often the only girl there, but what what was the moment you fell in love with basketball?
1: I think it was definitely when I was in ninth grade. I didn't, like, I played basketball to play basketball for fun, but when I fell in love was, I was in ninth grade, and um, I was, like, at AU practice, and... It was just like the girls were way better than me because I was just starting and like they've been playing basketball for a long time. And then um, like we did a move in practice and then I couldn't do that move and I like felt embarrassed. And then I went home that day and then I practiced the move like over and over again until I got it. And then I feel like that's what was like the turning point of me playing basketball because then I was like, wow, like I have to perfect every single thing that I learned
0: i've I've seen videos and seeing you watch Mamba mentality videos over and over again. is that how you liken your work ethic because your work ethic is ridiculous?
1: Yeah, so I first used to watch him all the time, and then um it started like after like I started like falling in love with the game and just playing it every day. and then I just needed something else to like motivate me to go play even more and then. I like used to search up motivational videos and then Kobe was always, like the first one to pop out. And after video, after video, I just used to watch his.
0: So did you start off like in ball courts and parks and stuff like this? or Because you played AU, which is um, high level basketball. But where did you start off playing basketball?
1: We have a community court in our, like our uh, Somali Muslim community here in Boston and Um, Once that court opened up, like, we used to go there all the time. Um, It's right, like, a 10-second walk from the Masjid. So it's, like, very close. Um, So, like, after Duxie or, like, Sunday school, we would always go upstairs to go play. And um, that started when I was, like, about 10, 11 years old. And then I used to just play for fun. Like, whenever my brothers went to the park, like, our dad would bring us. And then I'll go with them, play with their friends. And most of their friends were boys. So, like, I would play with the boys, too. But it was okay because I was with my brothers as well. Right. Yeah, that's like where I started that park, Timothy Park in Roxbury. That's like my park. I love that park.
0: So, were you were you practicing and sharpening your skills? Your handles. You dribble low. So, were you practicing that? Was that like a move that we're trying to you know play defensively to keep it away from the guys? Like, cause you dribble, you dribble right low. Um, I
1: think that started when. I was in ninth grade too because I also wanted to like perfect everything. So after practice, I would go watch like other drills I can do and then I would practice those drills. I used to go like early mornings, like to the YMCA and like really work on my handles.
0: So I know that you said that when you were playing and were playing more, your mom would get reports from like all the aunties in the community or other people in the community being like, your daughter's out there playing. And I know that. Your mom supported you and said she actually said in one particular uh, interview that came out last year that basketball protected you and saved you in so many ways and I love that because that's that's what it does for so many young women. But what was that pressure like? Because I know that pressure. I've been called out. My mom was called out when I she I was seen wearing shorts at soccer practice. So the community informants call up the parents. Like, what's that? What's that like? And how did you navigate that? Because that's not a great space to be in. It doesn't feel good. Um, yeah, so
1: it was just my mom used to always get calls from, like, the ladies in the neighborhood. And um, it was funny because I was friends with their daughters. And, like, their daughters, like, loved me playing basketball. Like, they would always encourage me to play basketball. Um, but it was also, like, the environment we were in and, like, how we were first generation. And, like, these moms haven't seen anything like this before. For me to do something different, like than the other girls, and like me not fitting in with them, um, and just like playing sports was something that they couldn't handle. I think so. Um, like they wanted to talk about it. Like I was like the talk of the city, like the entire like when I was younger. And at first, my mom she didn't like that. She didn't like her um, daughter's name and like people's mouths and like the topic of the conversation. She didn't like all the attention. And then my dad was always on my side. Like my dad was always the one um, like taking me to like practice. And like, whenever my mom said, stop playing, my dad was always like right behind me, encouraging me to like keep playing. And so um, I think my mom, when I was 15 or 16, that's when she was like, told these ladies to stop calling her and like to back off. She like started to notice like the um, importance of playing sports at a young age. And so from then, like, my mom's been, like, my number one supporter.
0: And it's it's so great to hear that because it takes a lot of courage, too, from your mom to be able to say, to stand up and create those those boundaries and say, no, this is my kid, this is our family, this is what we're doing, and how that will encourage the next generation of girls to get out there. You know, it's really interesting because Somali culture is so rife with love of sports, and it's so interesting that – they assume the girls don't love it too because, you know, you love basketball. So have you been loving the Celtics hard since you were a kid? Like what was your favorite team growing up?
1: Celtics were always my favorite team. Um, I started first watching like when KG and like Rondo and Paul (laughs) Pierce were all here. Yeah, I've never went to a game. Like I've always wanted to go to games. But um, now that I I got older, like now I can finally go to the games and like we have a new generation of like cool players. So it's nice.
0: So who's your favorite OG Celtic? It's got to be Bill Russell, but after Bill Russell.
1: Um Rondo is always my favorite. Oh yeah? I used to okay. do everything he did. I used to watch all his interviews. Yeah, he was like my role model growing up.
0: on Rondo, do you shoot like him?
1: Oh, not at all. <laughs> oh my God.
0: <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about you have had some great successes, mashallah, and collaborations and stuff like this. So your recent one is with StockX. Tell me a little bit about how that happened. And like, because like your fit is different than any other fits on the court. Like you play in a bias sometimes. You play with the hijab on and that's not... You know, we know the people that fought the fights to let that happen. Like, you know, Bilkis Abdul Qadir has been on the show before. But tell me a little bit about what that's like to bring it to mainstream, those fits to bring to mainstream. That's not something we've seen before. Um, Yeah. So it. I was a big
1: StockX fan. They basically resell shoes that are no longer on sale at Foot Locker or uh, Nike or anything. So like, a lot of people don't get the chance to buy the shoes in stores. It's mm-hmm. so like I where they go to buy um, the shoes. I used to buy all my basketball shoes from there. I used to get, like, email updates from them, um, like, when shoes came out. And then I received an email, but it wasn't an email update. It was, like, an actual email from them. And then I was, like, shook. I was, like, surprised. And then I was very excited to, like, start working with them. Um, and I knew, like, their initiative to, like, help like, bring more diversity to their market and just, like, be different. And so um, I was excited to start working with them. And, like, playing in Abayat is, like, the the peak of, like, showing how Muslim girls can play basketball. Like, they can do sports and, like, also rock the Abayat as well. But, like, outside of the Abayat, like, I also love, like, showing the fashion style that we can also do. Like, even though I, I do play basketball... Like I do wear abayas and stuff, like the style, like the modern day style, just to show like Muslim girls can do that as well. So like it's very diverse within the clothes that we wear and making sure everything's modest and like comfortable for me to wear. That's what I liked about that
0: shoot. I love that you said that you can combine culture and religion with style and that you can be a hooper and be stylish. So are you seeing that? You're seeing you know, hoopers be, you know, in the mainstream for fashion and getting different types of fashion. Like we've seen WNBA draft and those fits are incredible. How do you think that works for Muslim girls too? Because I mean, for a long time, our clothes were not accepted. There's places in the world our clothes are not allowed. There's sports in which our hijabs are not welcome. How important do you think this is then? It's, I feel like
1: it's very important because like once you walk outside with a hijab and like, your modest clothing, like, everybody, like, all eyes are on you, basically, like, you're the source of attention, and to make sure that, like, we rock it correctly, and, like, every Muslim girl that I've seen is, like, so beautiful, masha, like, they rock, like, everything so perfectly, and just to see that, like, the style is getting more, um, like, advanced, and, like, everybody's adjusting to the style, like, there's new dresses, like, new modest clothing, like, stores, and people who are selling, like, more modest clothing.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, like,
1: beautiful to see.
0: And even within the sports realm, like, there's a lot more. Are we going to see, like, modest sports line from Jamad Finn come out? And if so, can I have the auntie discount? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, uh, I haven't really thought about that. But I don't know. I feel like when I was growing up, my my thing was to wear, like, what the, what the other girls wear so I could fit in a little bit, like a T-shirt mm-hmm. and, like, leggings mm. over my shorts. But yeah, I'll probably make some t-shirts or like some leggings, something like that.
0: So when you played at Emanuel, did you wear leggings and stuff underneath your shorts?
1: Yeah, I wore, I wore leggings underneath my shorts. Um, and then I wore like short sleeve shirts, like compression shirts.
0: And for your hijab, did you use, like a turban kind of back style? Is that what you did?
1: Yeah, it was a yeah. turban side. But it's the same exact way that I've been wearing like, clothes playing basketball since I I first started. Mm -hmm. So, like, my style at 14 years old is the same style that I, like, (laughs) (laughs) stayed with.
0: And so when you would go out, like, the videos of you, which I love, of you on the court, like, in a public court somewhere, you know, in an Abaya, and then because people will not expect you to have the skill that you have. Are those staged or was that, like, for real? I feel like
1: it started off for fun. Um, Like the first ever video, it was just like my friend was recording and I didn't know she was recording. And then um, we were just playing with like the boys from the community. And um, she sent me it like after. And then it was just in my camera roll for like a year. (laughs) And then my cousin posted, my cousin he posted it and then um, on Twitter. And that was definitely not staged. But then like I noticed. A year. I think it took me a year to notice. Oh wow, people really like this. So that's when, um, like me and my friend uh, Sumeya, like we made video after video after video. And then um, like sometimes I wouldn't even want to make the video. Like she would like force me to get up and like come make a video. And then it was just so hard because like sometimes the abaya gets caught in the ball, <laughs> and it's like the the amount of time that it could take me to do the move. It literally takes like a minute or two. Like if I had like shorts or like sweatpants on but with the abaya it just took hours and hours and I'm like it was it was it was hard but it was like worth it
0: and and for those that don't know an abaya is like a long robe kind of dress that sometimes opens in the front or sometimes has a zipper or can be worn or just so just so you those can sort of picture it but I love that so much because what I, I really do appreciate about it is that you're basically also sending a message that what you want to wear is possible and to play at the same time. Like there's just not one way that hoopers can look. You can look differently in whether you wear a turban or like a wraparound hijab or like, you know, the the pull-on hijabs or whatever. It's all possible, and I think those are conversations that I'm certainly invested in but that are really important to have in sports because for a really long time, and I wanted to talk to you about this. Did you know that for a long time FIBA didn't allow – hijab in pro sports did you actually know this when you were young and playing
1: uh I, w- I think I was a senior in high school and um that's when like I heard the news about it and everything and I think Bilqis was like the first person that I heard that was fighting the band and like eventually like Alhamdulillah she got like they got rid of it and then like it was funny because a year later um like her first time playing overseas like she played with us on the yeah. <laughs> on the my national team so like that in, was, in
0: Dubai in the tournament In Dubai right?
1: yeah so like that was epic so
0: Yeah 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 but uh, and I love that you claimed her that Somalia's like come play with us like that's that's awesome
2: Every deep playoff run starts with building an amazing team Doing the same for your business doesn't take a room full of scouts You just need Indeed. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Hate waiting? Indeed's US data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Something I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because with virtual interviews, Indeed saves you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent, all in one place. Indeed knows that when you're growing your business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in our database, matching your job description. Visit indeed.com slash blue wire to start hiring today. Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Have you seen an increase in your community of girls involved in sports?
1: Yes. I think there has been a very huge increase. I feel like all the girls now, like, they they, they play basketball. Like, they're not, like, embarrassed to play basketball. Um, they also play for, like, their their teams, like, for school more. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm trying to encourage them to, like, also try to play in college. So just playing, like, a step for them is just playing in high school. And, like, that's, like, the biggest step. That like I'm proud that they've taken, because um, a lot of girls like they're scared to play in high school or whatever, um, but just to see like so much girls now like telling me like they've tried out and like now they play for their high school like a lot of girls in my like Boston community now like they also play for their high school.
0: So why would they be? Why would they be scared
1: to try out to, to play in high school? I feel like it's because I mean they tell me stories all the time, but basically. Like they don't feel they're good enough and like the other mm-hmm. girls, are, they're obviously better because they've grown up playing basketball. Like their parents have spent like so much money for them mm-hmm. to play basketball. So um, for like our perspective, like our parents are not going to pay like $900, $800 for like an AU team or like they're mm-hmm. not going to pay like a trainer, $100 an hour for us to get better, you know? So like I'm trying to get them to have that mentality to just go out and then like practice yourself most of them it's like hard for them to like really be motivated and like play by themselves and things like that so that's why I like the camps are so they could have friends who look like them and then they could work out together
0: and so the camp idea was really, it came from what you saw a need for the community to try to have and, and and embolden the skill and, you know, really help. How often do you hold your camps and where? Like, I know you were up in Toronto. I was sad that I missed you that visit. But where do you hold them? And, like, if, if people want to reach out to you, like, how do they do this? How do you organize them? Do you have a team of people? How does it work? Yeah, so I I
1: know, like, the the cities that, like, have the most, like, like, Muslim, like, Somali population. And so um, I try to reach out for people, to people, like, from those type of cities. And, like, it helps with social media because then I could just post, like, who's here? And then everybody replies. And then... But mostly I have, like, friends who live in these cities. Like, this next month, like, after Ramadan, inshallah, we're going to a few cities, like, for the whole month of May. I think we're going to San Diego, Michigan, and... Ohio.
0: No, Minnesota? I thought the most Somalis were in Minnesota.
1: Minnesota is like the kickoff, so we're going right after eight. Okay. So it's like everyday, everyday trip. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so we're like kicking it off uh, in Minnesota. And um, like we're also doing like something for the boys because the boys have been like so helpful and like they've been so supportive of the girls. Like every time we're in Minnesota, um, just showing them love. And we're finally giving them a chance for them to have their own like little tournament thing. But obviously the girls are like priority and get the like main event.
0: So yeah, the boys are always there. But uh, I was going to say that I really love that you're acknowledging the fact that this work doesn't happen without from the community without the support of the men and the boys. And have you seen also... Because you said your dad was supportive, you played with your brothers. Have you seen an uptick in the way? Because we know that even in young ages, sometimes brothers can obstruct their sisters, right? I was lucky. My brother never did that. My sons support my daughter fully. But it's not always like that. Not every family is the same. Have you seen like a shift in brothers supporting their sisters more?
1: Yeah, I think the brothers are more supportive because like for me, like I'm like older than the girls now. And, like, I'm cool with their brothers. Like, I've known their brothers, like, on social media for, like, a long time. And so Mm -hmm. their sisters were, like, are always younger than them. So, like, they're always, like, my sister loves you. Like, I'm going to bring her to the camp. I'm going to bring her here. And I feel like that shows, like, how supportive they are. Because, like, they know me personally. And, like, their sisters are now grown and, like, old enough to come to the camps. And they're there, like, every time. And then they pick them up and then they drop them off. Like, sometimes they even stay with them at the camp, and, like, that's the best part.
0: So it becomes, like, a family thing. And how old do you have to be to come to the Jamaat basketball camp? Um, We start from,
1: like, the age of, like, 7 or 8, and then up until, like, 21. Wow.
0: And then you, how many volunteers do you have with you or people on your team? Um, There's about 8 of us.
1: Wow. Fully. Like, there's about 8 of us. Um, I think there's 6 girls in Minnesota, and then I have... Uh, My two friends here in Boston.
0: And do you use like community uh, areas like or masjid gyms or like what do you what do you use for the camp?
1: It depends on the like the community. Like in Dallas, like there was a huge like Pakistani and um, like Arab community there. And so they um, had a gym inside their masjid. So that was like the most like epic trick that we took. (laughs) We would just go to Juma prayer and then right to the gym. To the gym. (laughs) No, but that was like, that was amazing. So like, it depends, like Dallas definitely, like we did it at their masjid and, but everywhere else is just like, it's like the community, like gyms.
0: So when you were young and you're like changing the trajectory of young basketball players, did you think this is what you were going to do when you were a kid, when you were like starting out, when you're in grade nine and doing, is this what you thought you'd be doing? Or what did you think you would be doing when you were a kid? What did you want to grow up to be?
1: I actually wanted to grow up to be a, a PA. And I did get my, my undergrad degree is in biology and like on track to become a PA. But then it's funny because a week before I graduated last year, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore.
0: A physician's assistant?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. And then um, like, alhamdulillah, like I made so much like, do I had to have, like, my extra... Because like, my senior year of, like, basketball got, like, taken away because of COVID. COVID, right. It's, like, funny how, like, Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, works. Because, like, now he gave me, like, my season back. And then I could also go back to school. So I had to go back to school, actually, if I wanted to play. So, like, that's when I got my Master's of Business and Administration. So, like, that's something, like, that I can have with me, like, at all times. And, like, something that... And I want to be, like, a business owner. And um, instead of, like the biology undergrad
0: how do you manage all this because you like you're out here with the videos and the collaborations and the plane and the one thing i love about watching your videos and i will say this is you look like you're having so much fun
1: no it is it is i feel like when i'm there and with the ball and like i'm such a perfectionist and that it's like so fun to do it's just like my friend like sumaya like she always encourages me and like um like when we used to do videos every day like I would be the one to be like, oh, I'm so tired, you know? And then she would just be like, yo, let's go, let's go, let's do it. Like having like the right people around me like really helped too. Do you do your own makeup? Ah, yes. I love doing my own makeup.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like stunned. I think you're beautiful all the time. But like I'm just like to get up, mashallah, and to do that and to do this. And one one of the questions I have and I want to make it, Talking about collaborations and dreaming and all this, what would be your dream collaboration to do? Uh, definitely LeBron. I'm
1: a huge LeBron fan. Um, it, it'll happen this summer, inshallah.
0: Inshallah. Yeah, absolutely. I want you to say it because I want it to go out and manifest in the universe. Yeah, yeah. So I want, I want that to happen for you.
1: I manifest it like every day.
0: <laughs> and what's your favorite pair of kicks?
1: The Cement 3s. They're like uh, Jordan 3s. Um, They're like black and gray and red um, and white, but I think those were my first pair that I like, you know, like back in like 2012 where we used to like camp outside for shoes and like wait all night. <laughs> so like that was like my first pair that I actually did that for with my brothers. Do you
0: still have them?
1: Um, I have the restock of them. So like they came out again like four years ago. Yeah, I have the ones from four years ago.
0: And do you collect them or do you actually wear them?
1: No, no, I wear them. I wear them. Yeah, I'm not oh, really that's a awesome. collector, but hopefully now with StockX, I can. You can, be. yeah.
0: <laughs> send her some stuff, StockX. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, have you thought about designing your own pair of kicks? Um, that'd be cool, but no, I haven't. I'm a size ten, in case you're wondering. And if that happens, you can send me a pair. Yes, yes, of course. you will be the first one. I don't play basketball, but I'll wear them. Um, fun question time. So we talked about your favorite food. So your mother makes. A salmon that slaps with the seasoning.
1: Um yeah, that's definitely my favorite. Um that she cooks.
0: <laughs> and do you cook?
1: Uh no, I don't. I feel like my mom is just like <laughs> she has to cook. So like um sometimes I like go in the kitchen and, like try to like copy what she does, but she majority does the cooking. Plus my my brothers would probably be like, I'm not eating this food if my mom's not cooking it. <laughs> like they're very spoiled too. Yeah.
0: So, what's next for you Jamad? you said you wanted to be a business owner and do you're doing all these things and you're an entrepreneur for sure, you're a community organizer, you set up these camps. what's next for you um, just making sure that like
1: we go to as many cities as possible for the camps, and then inshallah open up opening up like my own space where like I can' control like the gym time and like the gym space, and like that's something I've always wanted because I just hate like asking people for a gym space and it's like so hard to get gym time for girls now. So it's just Mm -hmm. like somewhere where the girls are comfortable, they can get time, whatever they want. So something like that, that's definitely like up there in my priorities and my dreams. And yeah, just going to as many cities and even countries as possible and just opening up that door for um, more girls to play basketball and to play sports in general.
0: If you could play pickup with one person, Anyone in the world, who would you call?
1: Um, okay, the first person that popped in my mind, I just saw the TikTok, but it was like Imam Suleiman. Omar, Omar Suleiman.
0: Oh, no way. That's hilarious.
1: Yeah, I probably would not play basketball with him, but... Does he hoop even? No, yeah, I saw a TikTok. He does. He does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Definitely LeBron, I think. <laughs> Everything LeBron.
0: Everything LeBron? <laughs> LeBron
1: and Drake, uh, that'd be... That'd be epic.
0: You know, I live in Toronto. It's all Drake up in here. So he follows you on social media, apparently, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Awesome. But um, so tell our listeners where they can find you and find your work and find information about Jamad basketball camps. Um, you can go to my
1: Instagram for the pay- for the basketball camps. It's Basketball Camps on Instagram. And then my Instagram is underscore uh, J-A-M-A-A-A-D for more information just to stay updated with like the camps that we have coming up this summer inshallah. And then, um, yeah, you can go to jamadfin.com too. If you want to like any background, like any in- more info about me.
0: I love that. And thank you so much for being here. Um, you know, it's been a pleasure to have you. I've been wanting to have you on for a long time. So I'm glad, alhamdulillah, and I wish you all the best inshallah with everything you do and, Lastly, what's your favorite warm-up song?
1: Hmm. Anything Broadway. <laughs> okay. It's actually kind of uh, slow, but I love Wave.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much for being here, and we, you're welcome back anytime.
1: Inshallah. Thank you so much, Shireen. Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, flamethrowers. Shireen here. Before I end this episode, I wanted to play you a special part of my conversation with Jamat. Before she left, we got into it about the NBA playoffs. Now, we recorded this at the start of the playoffs in April, when the Toronto Raptors were still in the tournament. Currently, the Boston Celtics are playing the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Toronto Raptors lost out to the Philadelphia 76ers. Enjoy. Are you guys in the post? Girl, we are you guys
1: need in the, the post-
0: playoffs. playoffs? Don't be like that. Don't be, don't be like that. Look at you. Yes, we are in the playoffs. <laughs> Do I need to remind you we won the championship in 2019? Do I need to remind you?
1: Yeah, but then then again, you guys have no one from that team. Okay. No, I give it to you guys. Scotty Barnes, I'm obsessed with him. Okay, thank you. He is amazing.
0: Yeah, we did. Can I remind you, Pascal, no, 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 Siakam, yes. Ojan, Anubi? Those are all those guys are all still there from our championship team. Okay, but Scotty, Scotty, Scotty but, Barnes. Uh, but Scotty, I mean you said it. Scotty's different. Can we please put some respect on his name? Scotty Barnes. Yeah. And the, 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 the NBA. Rookie of the year. He is right. they they grant him that title yet? Well, the East one. He's one from the East. They announced. They haven't denounced the all time. I mean, I've give, granted him that title. If that makes
1: no, he has to get for like. Wait, who do you guys play? You guys play. Right now, we're playing. You guys play the seventy
0: six. The 76ers. Oh yeah, Embiid. We're going to be up against Embiid. Oh my god. Okay. I know it's going to be tough for Scotty to guard Embiid. I think like, Scotty's going to guard. <laughs> I know, but like. I mean, I don't know what to say about that. I don't even
1: know I don't even know if the, the senses are good. I don't well beat is
0: good. I know that. I'm scared yeah, about yeah. him, but it's all good. But I do love that you're giving you're giving the adequate love to the raptors because I love the raptors. They're my they're yeah. my sons. I love them very much. So it, it's all <laughs> good. But anyways, we'd love to have you up here. Definitely. Yeah.
1: But I definitely like five out of the ten games I've went to. Is all raptors. I feel like we played the Raptors so much this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like played the Raps a lot. But it's it's all good. I mean, I I don't yeah. genuinely love Boston teams, but that's okay. You can come up wear a Raptors jersey. It's all good. We get your Raptors jersey. We're good.
1: Oh no, no, I would never what? wear a Raptors. Jersey. No. I'd probably come in with like no, I can't even come. In. I'll come in with whatever.
0: No, you come in with your I I know your shenanigans. It's all good. I know how you are. <laughs>
1: But if they're not playing the Celtics, that would be stupid. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I love you. No matter what. It's all good. It's all good. You come, you're welcome at anything except just Celtics. Okay, crazy, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My friend, this love is beautiful. We'll talk to you okay. soon. Okay. okay. okay shall I? Bye guys. Bye. Um, that's it for this episode of burn it all down. This episode was produced by Tressa Versteg. Shelby Walden is our web and social media wizard. Burn It All Down is a part of the Blue Wire podcast network. Follow Burn It All Down on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen, subscribe, and rate the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and TuneIn. For show links and transcripts, check out our website, burnitalldownpod.com. You'll also find a link to our merch at our bonfire store. And thank you to our patrons. Your support really means the world. If you want to become a sustaining donor to our show, visit patreon.com slash burn it all down. And as Brenda always says, burn on and not out.